As a contractor, I choose hardy fiber cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at GFidel extremely satisfied. Using Hardy Siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims too. At James Hardy, we're here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit. Learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com build. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. It's good to be back, everybody. It's good to be back. Welcome to a brand new series of Wolves Fancast, Series 9. And look who's joining me in the bosom of Wolves Fancast. It's Mr. Ben Husband. Evening. It's Roy Hoops. Evening. And it's Richard Hobbs. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you're listening. Slash. Oh. Yeah. Just Just a strong start to the I was going to say, yeah. some of us hit pre-season hard, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Ever the professional. Yeah. Use it as applicable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to a brand new series of the podcast. Uh, it's good to have you with us, as always. And you, as you might have noticed, as you listened, there's a brand new intro, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Interesting. So we want to say a big thanks to our friends, Black Bear Kiss, for letting us use their single uh, hooks. And you can find Black Bear Kiss on Twitter, at Black Bear Kiss. And you can find it on Facebook as well, Black Bear Kiss Band. And that song, as well as their other singles, are available on Spotify and YouTube. And thank you to Burn Down Rydell, who've let us use their song Fight for many years as well. New song, gentlemen. New season. Oh, it's so uh, exciting. <laughs> so much is happening. It's yeah. all kicking off. Um, now, before we carry on, I've got some itinerary to go through. Rye, you look like a man who constantly needs to be remarketed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And you, I, I always feel like you're somebody who might need like a logo as well. Okay. I don't know where, no, this, is don't know where this is going. No. Well, right, you're in need. You're in luck. Not in need. Okay. You're in luck. Because uh, thanks to our friends, uh, Pixel Yeti Media, this yeah. is the first time we've ever done this. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to... You can't tell that. This is so no, no. Uh, Look, basically, right, if you're looking for any uh, web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, why don't you go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. They're not just web designers. They're a creative agency that cover all your needs uh, for websites, brochures, signs. Uh, marketing, logo, logo design, and branding. So you can go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Oh, so, so what was that address again? It was uh, pixelyetimedia.com, Roy. I might have a look at that for all my needs, marketing-wise. <laughs> Could do with a rebrand. Good, good. It's been a tough summer. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, how was everybody's summers? Ben, how are you now over England on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being you're not over them at all, 10 being what England? I, I think I'm around... An eight now, but occasionally when like a montage comes up of the World Cup campaign, it brings it all flooding back. Or mm. when I see the Trippier free kick nestle in the top corner and 
just brings everything back. But hopefully, Wolves can bring me out of my depression, <laughs> <laughs> heal those wounds. I was, yeah, li- I was, was listening to uh, the Quickly Kevin episode where we talked about the um, all the knockout games they had in the nineties. Just put it all back again, just like that fee- that sinking feeling at the end of 120 minutes against Croatia. It really seemed to really affect you, though, Ben. It really yeah, did. It was, we were <laughs> chatting amongst it, it a, 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 on the on the group, and we were, we were having a chat. But yeah, I think for a couple of days we didn't. We were wait. We didn't yeah. hear from you, did we? <laughs> I, when I, is it going to surface? <laughs> I went radio silent. <laughs> yeah, it was it was much more difficult than I ever anticipated. Were you excited so, before going in, or were you just no. caught up with the whole I mean, team? And what did you? What happened like the forty-eight hours after the game? Because it did just go radio silent. A lot of, I liked a lot of tweets because I knew there was quite a lot of videos and articles that I'd want that I'd want to at some point when I felt emotionally ready to do so. <laughs> so there was a lot of me deciding whether I was ready to listen to a Southgate interview without welling up. Um, it was a it was a difficult forty eight hours, and I'd. Uh, I'd appreciate it if it's not brought up. In the <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on. We're, we're back, aren't we, people? Not only are Wolves are back, we're back in the Premier League. The big time, the greatest show. This is one we've been looking forward to. And we've got the money to do it as well. <laughs> um, I want to open up the podcast, gentlemen, with this. How are we all feeling? Just under a week to go now until the first game against Everton. We've had this exciting summer, potentially a bit more to come with the transfer window before it closes. Um, how 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 are we all feeling? Excited, nervous, just want it to happen. Where, where are we sitting? I'm, I think the summer's gone as well as it could do. Really, I think we've we've strengthened the squad where it needed to be. I think we all accepted that John Ruddy was. It's difficult to say a weak link, but there was a certain area of improvement, and we've brought in you know one of the best keepers in Europe in Patricio, and the squad just feels very settled. It doesn't feel like we've tried to do too much. And I just feel like we're in a really nice position starting the season. I think probably the best thing the club did was securing all the loan players yep. from last season who they wanted to keep on. Um, wanted to keep on is the, is the word there. I, <laughs> that wasn't at all leading. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think ben, ben is right. You know, You look at where the weakest links in that team were You'd probably argue goalkeeper, potentially right centre back, potentially in midfield, and potentially at wing back, left wing back as well. If you were being really picky, and you know they've brought in a centre midfield in Martinho, they've um, brought in a goalkeeper in Patricio. It still feels that they want they they want to do something with it and get another centre back in, and they switched back So you can't really argue. It. And at the end of the day, we won the championship at a canter. So why wouldn't you want to try and keep a lot mm. of that momentum going instead of, you know, I'd be, I'd be interested to see, um, you know, the you know last time Wolves got promoted, like that team that we played against Doncaster on the last home get last game of the season compared to when it was West Ham at home and sort of see how many new players we've just flooded in because mm. that it's not going to be like that on Saturday. It's going to be almost like watching Wolves last season, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I agree. I think confidence is the main thing for me. I think when we talk about last time we were around, and as Dave said at the start, this time we've got money. And really not that apprehensive in terms of how we'll do. Because, you know, if you compare to the previous occasions we've been up there, 
we brought players in predominantly to get us out of the league. If you mm. go back to your Irwins, Inces, your Rays, who did a fantastic job and were really at the end of their, their careers where we pretty much had a feeling from pre-season and going into the start of last season that these players are going to get better. I'm excited about seeing Jota getting more time on the mm. ball and obviously Neves. And and I agree, I think signing uh, Bolly up was a, a massive... Mm coop for us so yeah I'm excited because we've got players who you would suspect and obviously there are surprises when the season we'll talk about who we think might do well and who may may falter but generally speaking these players are ready they're good enough one thing that I'll add I'll add to what Roy said there is yes some people will have maybe wanted to see a few more faces and maybe different players that come in but that team was a Premier League team I mean yeah. you look at the mm. favourites for the championship this year Stoke and you go through their team and they've got players like Afobi, Tom Ince, James McLean, mm. Ryan Shawcross. It's a very yeah. good championship, championship team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they go up, you'd argue they've got to sign six, seven players to make them mm. a viable Premier League team. Whereas we mm. were never in that position because we didn't have a mm. championship team really. It wasn't it wasn't a sort of you know, prototypical championship team. Well, we've got so much to talk about, so let's crack on. Firstly, with a bit of news, more housekeeping, and it sounds like... I think, I think did you just get a text with the news? <laughs> might, it might be the news we're waiting for. <laughs> uh, and it sounds like, uh, well, it doesn't sound like, well, there's some news this week that uh, Wolves will look uh, at the end of the season to decide whether to expand the new stadium or not. There are plans already to double the South Bank to a single-tier 10k stand, uh, but Laurie uh, had to come out afterwards and say that leaving Molyneux would be a last resort. So what do we all think, gentlemen? Is it time to, I'm not going to say expand Molyneux, because I think we know that potentially Molyneux need, that work needs to continue, but is it time to move away from Molyneux and build a new stadium, or should Molyneux or should we congregate where we should always congregate? And that is Molyneux Stadium, WV1. I mean, the issue is, is where would you move to? Because, it, you know, at the moment it's in a pretty ideal situation, um, location even. You know, it's accessible by, via public transport. It's close to the city centre. I, I, if you wanted to pick a location to have your... You know, it's, it's being a one city football club as well. You couldn't probably ask for a better location to have mm. it, could you? Um, yeah, I, I think you know. Um, I know Ben might come on in a minute and differ slightly with me. I'm probably quite a traditionalist, I suppose. But I, you know, not in the way of progression. But I don't see why you can't keep both in respect of. I don't mm. see why you can't retain Molyneux as your home and develop. You know, a lot of it will come down to logistics and the land that can be purchased. But, you know, there's, there has been examples of existing stadiums that have been built on. And, and, and yeah, we are a little bit away from that at the moment. And, and yeah, it's a conversation to be had. But um, I think, yeah, it, I think Laurie's words were last resort. And personally, I, I you know, I'd hope that to be the case on, you know, the history that's been built at the club. The fact is, as Richard alludes to as well, in terms of where we are within the city, and we've all been to many, you know, grounds like the Reed Park, and you know where they um, are on in, you know, new retail parks, and they're pretty soulless. I mean, and if you ask them, those fans, if they'd prefer, you know, to go back to, Bur- you know, Burden Park and Coventry again with the Rico, um, you know, those moves haven't been particularly successful mm. for them. I won't make the same parallels because, fortunately, in this present time, 
we're a million miles away from those two clubs. But um, yeah, it all all costs. I think we should stay, but I don't think it's a conversation for for the immediate future. Uh, Is Ben going to differ? No. <gasps> I'll, <laughs> I'll be honest. Initially, I. Obviously, Molyneux is a historic place and it's very special to, to all Wolves fans, including myself. There's there's a bigger plan sort of at work at Wolves at the minute. My my main issue with building a new stadium is I don't particularly see where probably more than 45,000 Wolves fans are, are going to come from. Yeah, you, you've almost got to see that mm. that will happen there's, before you can build a new there's, stadium. There's, I just feel there's a ceiling with, with the size of club... And if we're going to build, you know, something that's maybe towards, you know, sort of sixty thousand, that's generation away. Because mm. obviously the the fan base will increase if if we now have a sustained period of of success relative to what we've what we've had previously. There will be more people in in places like Birmingham and, and Manchester and surrounding mm. areas that will begin to be Wolves fans. That's not going to we're not going to see the product of that for probably twenty five thirty mm. years. So I, I think you know you can. You can conservatively build a, and make it similar to Villa Park, 42, 43, something like that. And that can still be, and still keep the tradition of the stadium. Mm. I mean, I think one of the good things about Molyneux is that there's actually quite a lot of space in between the stands and the actual pitch itself, which means you can basically just dig the pitch down and increase, because that's what they've done at Old Trafford. You know, Man, you have never had to build, and have got one of the biggest club grounds in the UK. But if you look, the, the pitch is right next to the stand. So you know, I, I don't, I don't think that we need to move. I think he's, I think it might have been one of them where Wolves have kind of come out with it just to kind of put the feeler. Out. Yeah, yeah. I think the feelings probably come back pretty, pretty unanimously, hasn't it? I think it's one of these where there's a quote that's come out. You know, he's probably. I'm not sure of the full transcript of the interview, but he's probably been pushed and prodded to go into a direction of what if Wolves can't expand? What if they can't do this? What if mm. they can't do that? And if if it gets to a situation where Fosun can't do what they want to mm. do, then as a very last resort, you're talking about moving stadiums. But that is worst case scenario, essentially. Mm. that, as To all intents and purposes, that will never, not certainly not in the next yeah. 50 years I mean, happen as long as they're getting what they want mm. it, I was going to say it's we've probably kind of go, we've got a lot to cover and going into the minutiae of like city politics isn't one but Wolves don't oh, own we'll, <laughs> the politics now. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll cover it next week guys <laughs> but basically Wolves don't own Molyneux it's Wolverhampton City Council isn't it so it's like Wolves, a 99 year it's lease it's a 99 year lease so maybe Wolves um, will obviously want to do work on it, and it's going to be easier if they actually own the land, I guess, so they can do, you know, got a bit more flexibility. So maybe Laurie's actually coming out and saying it, you know, at the end of the day, as we've said, it's in a perfect location. But it's not just perfect location for Wolverhampton Wanderers, it's perfect for the city of Wolverhampton as mm. well. And, you know, from all the economic, you know, positives that will bring as well. So it might just be a, you know, we we can move this, and it harms you almost. More than it harms, you know. More yeah, than the, 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 the city people... needs us more than Wolves need the city. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's going to be like a little power struggle then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you we you need us more than we need you. 
Right, gentlemen, shall we go through the summer transfer window so far? Yes. Let's, let's do that, shall it's we? It's going to be fun, isn't it? Should we do the outs first? Let's get the outs out of the way, okay. as it were. Yeah. Okay. Right, I'm going to give you the, the list, um, official list of outs so far, with one surprise, which I hadn't realised the other day. Ben's trying to look and engage yeah. on the cover. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to work out which one of these is a surprise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so official outs so far, Douglas, uh, Phoebe, Marshall, Flat, Burgoyne, uh, good old Rafa Mia, uh, Miranda, we'll get on to Miranda, uh, uh, good old Prince uh, Nazon, which I hadn't realised, Ming Yang Yang's gone out. What? No. Yeah, he's gone on loan to FC Jumilia. That is Which is, I think, like a third or say... second tier Spanish side, I think. Obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> old Ming Yang Yang, we hardly knew you. So, um, I want to talk about Douglas firstly, mm-hmm. which I think it's still fresh. The, yeah. wound, the wound is still there, fresh on Barry Douglas. Joining a Leeds on a three uh, million pound deal. Where do everybody sit with, with Douglas? Is it the case, do you sit on the side of he should have been given the chance in the Premier League? Why have we got rid of a, such a key player last season? Or the side of, well, was he really Premier League quality? Maybe we'll bring someone else in. Where does everybody fit, feel I on the Douglas? I drop into the latter, because I remember there were points last season thinking that he was deceptively slow, um, and he you know, he runs down the wing for me. <laughs> Sounds you, weird you, when you, you say, specifically, <laughs> yeah, me. We had an agreement. <laughs> Did but, it for you, Rich? <laughs> but actually, he was one of those where his output was exceptionally high. You know, you, you mm. look at you know the figures he produced; it was great. Um, but you know, there were question marks over his game, and I can see why the club thought. If there's a question mark over him, he's not a homegrown player. Um, so actually, if you can get in, I was going to say, ironically, Johnny Foreigner. Is he not classed as homegrown No, he's Scottish. Scottish players don't class as being is homegrown. It, is he not British? No. I, I, I shook my head then, realising that, you know, this is a well, he did, audio <laughs> feature. Well, he's, no, not, it's, he's it's, not had um, a British club, has he, prior no, to Was he not in Queen's Park, I think, and then, yeah, he, went, no, it, so. and then he went abroad. It's right, only yeah. English and Welsh players who class as being homegrown unless you play... I think it's like three years before you're 21. So it doesn't make a difference in, vo- in that regards. Mm. Um, so if they think that there's someone better out there who they're more certain can make that step up, then you can't really question it. Mm. Um, the only thing I'd be anxious about, and to be honest, I have no way of knowing it, and this is something only the club do, is what that puts on the players and the kind of a changing room environment mm. because he was clearly very popular. He had a good relationship with players and his colleagues. So will him going impact them much? Yeah, I know that, that'll, mean, yeah, be, yeah. that'll be the only one I that'll be the only thing that I'd kind of question mark about the whole thing. But you look at it from a business point of view, what did, did he go for three million? Three million well two million but, pound profit on a year ago where yeah. and he's what, twenty eight, twenty nine? Yeah. Thanks, financial sense. But Ryan Ben, does it make sense in your heart? It's Who, diff- who's Ryan Ben? <laughs> it's difficult to answer because right centre back. Yeah. <laughs> we're looking at it in hindsight now, aren't we? Because he doesn't play for Wolves anymore, so we highlight his negatives. If if we were going into the Everton game and Barry Douglas was the left back, would I be overly concerned? Probably not. Would I also say that that was an area of strength? Probably not. Again, um, from the early bits we've seen of of Johnny which we'll come on to I think he looks like he'll be able to if that's the the decision they're going to go with 
then short term, I think I think that's a viable option. And I've just got a feeling that that Vinagra is going to be twice, three yeah. times, ten times the player that that Douglas was. And you know, he, like we said, his output was unbelievable, Douglas. Mm-hmm. But you can't carry someone that just takes a brilliant set piece. If we were to start, we don't mm-hmm. know if we'd have started against Everton and he got ripped to pieces. And after two, three games, he got ripped to pieces every time. His stock would have never been as high as it was this mm. summer. Would you say that Barry Douglas is the physical, um, I'm trying to think of the word here, the physical embodiment of England's World Cup? Very good at set pieces, but probably not really seeing the uh, the yeah. full picture. Dave. <laughs> bringing it up again, Dave. As, as a Scott, I don't think he'll, he'll enjoy that. <laughs> like I say, I think that there is a there's probably if he was so highly rated. Why was he picked up by Leeds instead of, I don't know, a Cardiff? You know, it'd have been perfect for Cardiff system. Yeah, I've, like imagine yeah. him whipping in balls for Sol Bamba would have been horrendous. I I, but, I I hate this. You know, every time you see a transfer, it's highly rated player yeah. signs. They're always highly rated. They've got to be highly yeah. rated for them to. Cut. It's never medium kind of rated player joint. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. After we did sign Grant on a loan. Yeah. That's I, that's probably about us <laughs> under Yeah. I, I reckon Warnock would have seen Barry Douglas's name and been extremely excited. Yeah. <laughs> and then seen that he'd been on the on the continent and he didn't want that and checked, out, and checked out his Instagram, just seen him in all this designer clothes. No thanks. He, he's not he's not, not that good. amount. Not you've, yeah. you've got the name but you haven't got the personality. <laughs> yeah. I think for me on on a personal level, I was gutted because mm. I think there's a, there was a real affinity with that team last year, a real, real connection, and I think Douglas was part of that. And it's just, you know, it's not all about being a decent guy and all that, you know, I'm not naive, but he was. He seemed an absolute great guy, and as Rich alluded to, very much a club man. And to boot, you know, the most assists in the Championship, had a good season last year, but you take yourself outside of that and you kind of, a couple of days later, you think, well, everything's on the table with Fosen. You know, we'll, we'll talk, if we've got time, very um, quickly on, on Benekin and Mo. But, that that you know, so what I'm saying here is there's a couple of examples where if somebody comes in with an offer, nobody is, you know, uh, you know, indispensable. Yeah. Everyone's got a price. Everyone's got a price. And so uh, you would suspect it would have been approached with, well, Leeds are interested. This is the money. Let's look at our options. We're pretty advanced in bringing a guy in from loan who's played 200 games ooh, in ooh. La Liga. Rice got some ITK there, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And um, I, I think they were comfortable to, to, do, to do the deal. Um, and as, as Spence alluded to, you know, we won't know really in terms of if it's a great loss or what he would have contributed. I would have liked him... You know, within the side and within the squad, and, and battling out for that place. Um, but yeah, you, you, mm. we've got Vinagra coming through as, as well as another fantastic fallback. So um, I think for for me now, I think it's a good move, and it's a, I think it's a good move for Douglas. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you touched upon it there. I mean, I I kind of don't know sort of how it fully happened. You know, it's from Douglas's statement, it was very much they didn't see me in their first team plans. Um, but actually, yeah, he said didn't he? He said it was hard to take when yeah. you, in yeah. the Leeds video. You know, I think it was very much that they wanted to get an upgrade. If 
There's Torre flying in, by the way. It's going to sound, not that he was up for a fight to battle for his position, but, you know, if he wants to go and get first-team football and make sure he's got a starting berth week in, week out, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to judge any player for what, wanting that and to make the most of his career. And, you know, if he'd rather be, you know, starting in the championship mm. and rather be, you know, play 10 games next season... No, that's 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 fair enough for me. Can I just make a quick point? I'm, I know we've gone on about this a while, but the the team morale that Rich was talking about. Mm. I think I think this squad is different because this isn't to me. If if they are ambitious enough to believe that they they can stick along with this project, to me, if I was if I was one of those players that's kept on, that's that should be quite you know quite inspiring really. Mm. Because if you're seen to take this next step, this isn't a club that's sort of happy to stick with its sentiments and you know that team was very special and it, you know it will be remembered for a long time but but the club are happy to move on if, from that yeah. if we're realistic yeah. there's probably going to be three of that squad there in five years if everything goes mm. two of that squad yeah. if everything goes right that was not the ceiling of, of where this football mm. club wants to be and that's why Barry Douglas had to move on and that's why others will move yeah. on. And there'll be others where people are really disappointed to see them go because of what they have done for the club previously. But that was never the ceiling of what folks wanted yeah, to do. A lot, a, lot, yeah. a lot of these players will probably know they're not going to be on that journey, but they'll know mm. that, hang on, I was part of a side and did well that was, uh, the, was yeah, yeah. historic, as it were. Therefore, my stock has gone massively up, so therefore I can yeah. negotiate a good deal at a uh, maybe a similar level at the time but or, or or different club as well and that's only going to benefit themselves and I mean, it's, sorry Richard. I was going to say you know it's, it's so long as it kind of doesn't it, it, you know if they're all almost told that on day one that it's you know this is going to almost a bit like at Watford this is going to be a bit of a revolving door if we sell you know if we can feel we can make money on you we will sell you you are part of this team when you're part of it but if we if we, you know if we feel your time's done then you know, we'll shake hands and move on. And if everyone's kind of okay with that in the squad, and everyone wants to join Wolves with that in mind, then you know, I don't see it being an issue. Um, but the fact there's been two slightly interesting goings out, should we put it? Leeds is so nicely on <laughs> no. to the next one. Let's just go over Phoebe uh, quickly. In and out, of course, signed a few days later. Goes out. Phoebe uh, came out and said he felt disrespected about how the. Uh, the transfer went on. Now, this is like what two months ago now. Yeah, it feels, it feels a long time Obviously, now. we played in pre-season uh, against Stoke very quickly. I didn't want, didn't want to just feel the whole. Let's buy him and now let's sell him in a week. I know for a two million pound profit, but did anyone find that strange? It, it's strange. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I, mean, we I, signed, I don't. We I signed don't Johnny Adaft after we signed for someone else. Yeah, I know it was on a loan, but. Kevin Fell is just there with a big smile on his face. You know, looking back and forth. As much as you know, Afobi loves loves the club. Um, air, air quotes there from Ben. <laughs> heavily used. Um, as much as he loves the club and cried in the car when he signed first time around. <laughs> as soon as the offer came in to go, he went. Yeah. And his statement is is interesting. Some of the stuff he said that he didn't know anything about it, and then said that he'd spoke to to Rowett previously. So, you know, there's. There's n- a phobia. I think there's a good chance he will have known mm. what was what was going to be happening, and yeah. I, I don't care. No, he's building his own, <laughs> he's building his own profile, isn't he? Because he's he's trying to save a little bit of face, mm. but yeah. 
I, w- I would have been quite relaxed about signing a phobie anyway, mm. to be honest, because I think there's better alternatives out there for us. Um, and I would have seen him genuinely as a backup if we're going to be as successful as I think we can be. So, no, fine. That's football, you know, and it was a surprise, but yeah, it seems a little bit. Um, I think a phobie's trying to kind of put his case over, but yeah, fine. I keep thinking Ben's got the Troy notification. No, it has recorded. Just check football index. <laughs> <laughs> is, isn't, it, isn't it funny how, just very quickly, that everybody's a you know um, a professional in the medical world? You know, how long does this medical take? It should have been done by now. You know, so he's, I mean, he's, how, he's there. How, as well oh, yeah. how partially dislocated can a shoulder be? Yeah, isn't it like it's either dislocated or it isn't? Surely. Oh, well, let's do we'll find out. other outs, outs just to mention. I want to talk about Miranda because he went on loan to Olympiacos and there was a story a couple of weeks ago from a blue ticked account, of course, so we can trust it. A fellow, uh, a fellow blue ticket account. <laughs> a fellow, yeah. fellow blue ticket account um, that said that there were reports that he, he's been he, early on, he was so disappointing in pre season, Olympiacos were thinking we're getting rid of him after two weeks. Poor Bit Mar- like a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> poor Miranda. Poor, poor Miranda. Fence is not bothered. I'm, 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 I'm not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not surprised. I, I don't. I, there's no point going through the ones. Unfortunately, I mean, Marshall, good on him. Got yeah. good move to Norwich. Uh, I'm disappointed Deserves for it. D- disappointed for Burgoyne because he's he's broke his leg, didn't he? Broke his ankle. Yeah. Good old Rafa Mir. I thought there was a chance for him this season. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh, and Prince of our hearts, Onyagi, Onyagi. Is that, isn't it? On Yangay. On Yangay, yeah. It's been so long. <laughs> Prince. Prince. Yeah. Let's call him Prince. He's gone as well. So good luck to him as well. Right, gentlemen, I don't. Do you think we'll see him the exit by Thursday? It's it's so apt, isn't it? We're recording this before the transfer window closes. Yeah, it's really yeah. good timing. A, a, a fantastic timing. I was going to say, good. it's not like any of us have holidays. Okay, let's not deliberate then. Let's yeah, not yeah. make ourselves look like fools that we already are. Um, I think one thing I'll say is that the permanent window shuts for the English teams, but the loan window does go on for the Football League teams. Yes, so it can yeah. continue. So some people might yeah. end up yeah. moving and on. with loans to per, uh, yeah. loans with a view to buying yes. yeah. and the European window still goes on until the end it of the is, yeah. Um, but that closed that, that changes to the our version as it were next year, next year. Yeah. it's like the opposite of Brexit isn't it how weird is that and that's your window information <laughs> <laughs> uh, right I want to talk about group three the, the, the bomb squad because uh, former crew manager uh, Steve Davis I believe yeah. he's in charge of group three now that must be a depressing job I'm going oh, to manage was, a group of... He was so of... highly rated a few years <laughs> I mean, ago. Like, he... People were talking about him getting the actual Wolves job. Yeah, he, <laughs> it, it was between him and Jack for a job yeah. in 2013, wasn't it? Dad, I've got the Wolves job. Hold on. A few years late, I've got <laughs> uh, the Wolves job. Now, I always I've th- got a job at Wolves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always feel like if you're in this group, it must be so weird. Imagine being in your work environment. You're told, right, we're going to put you in this team. We don't want you here anymore. You've got to go find another job. But if you don't find a job, you'll stay here. Do a remedial job for it. That must be. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's, it, it's really, but um, the, the right. The players in Group Three: Gladden. Why he's there, I don't know. Should be in the first team. Uh, I all, he's banged in two goals. I was going to say, yeah, why is he we, there? We really don't have time. But I actually, did go Shifnal Bolty at the weekend. Was he there? He wasn't, no. And I was genuinely gutted. They all got a meal now. Nor, <laughs> nor did I work out trying to name drop the fan cast. Be like, so, uh, glad I've been in recently. Just with my phone out recording. They, they all go to a Pendandori, don't they? Yeah, I think yeah. uh, Patricio and... Uh, was it Patricio Martino? Yes. yes. Fuck him. 
Anyway, so Gladden yeah. should be in the first team. Iorfa, Zyro, uh, Ibang Sandel, Afozu A, uh, Graham, Mason, Ronan and Dislanders are all there. Now, gentlemen, the question for you is you have to convert one of those people into the first team, mix them in. I know what my answer is, of course, uh, but what hmm. would you have? If you could have one. One. You've got to pick one. I'll show you the list there, gentlemen. I, I, on the predetermined who You have to put them in the first team and put them in the mix. Uh, Ronan. Expand on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was waiting for Ben yeah, to go. I, it, it's, it's a pretty poor group, let's be honest. Um, and I, I think Ronan's got a potential, but I think you know we talked earlier about sort of the evolution of the club in terms of players that were fantastic for us at one point and perhaps aren't going to be as we, as we expect to grow and, and develop as a club. And Ronan may fall in that category. Well, he mm. probably is. Obviously, evidently, he's in Group Three, but. Um, I'm not saying I would put him in the side, but if we could have have him go out on loan in, in that football league window and bring him back in, great. Um, I'll be interested to see how he develops. The other players, I can't see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, quote can... me on this in future years, but I don't see any of those doing anything in the Premier League. <laughs> I, just given where he came from in development, I'm so surprised where I offer his name. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, no, you're right. Right. Yeah. so surprised. Yeah. I called it. I called it. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm so surprised. Just given, he, what was it? Only a couple of years ago, he got that call up, and it was only to trade yeah, yeah. to the main England squad. He was so highly rated with, with Halls. I just, thought he I'm was going to be I'm the just surprised. That he's, half personally, I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's a real yeah. shame because that right centre back position would be perfect for mm. him. If I know if his head was on straight, I, I don't even know how you describe what's gone on. I think there's some players there though who should get, hopefully, will get decent, maybe Championship League One yeah. teams. So they are good. I mean, some I, of those are good I, I players. Feel, I feel sorry for Zyro. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, because he he was like Jackets man. Remember him scoring on his day? Yeah, yeah he scored a couple, didn't he? Day, you know, he scored a couple her, against Fulham. Yeah. Got a horrific injury. Ben, just point to a name. Yeah, mine would be this Landers out of that out of that group. I think I wouldn't have Ronan looks. You know, he's he's technically quite good. He's not only is he too small, he looks too weak. Really, I think we've got upgrades. My my thing with Ronan now is seeing Morgan Gibbs. Morgan yeah. Gibbs, what, who's what mm. two, maybe even three years younger than him. I think who is. Mm. Miles more advanced. I just don't think you can say a twenty-year-old is. You know, we're still waiting for it to happen. If it hasn't mm, happened now, yeah. it's, it's probably not. And I've never been. You know that this Landis, I, th- I think, has looked has looked decent when he's played. You know, he's played the occasional cup game. And if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it'd be him. But isn't it crazy? None of us have mentioned Jordan Graham. Yeah, and then and he was a Messiah, wasn't he? One of these pods a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And, and and it's and that, he was at, he was even at yeah. a. Um, Fellow promoted team last season as well. He was. He was. Yeah. Barely yeah. played, but yeah, yeah, yeah. still there, guys. That, that's what you. That's what you look at with that, though, isn't it? With some of these players, you know, I also went to Ipswich and didn't really do anything. Uh, mm. Graham went to Fulham and didn't really do anything. Zara went to Charlton. Zara. He was okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he banks Landell was at Milton Keynes. Yeah, he didn't have a good season there. For I was going to say. Nothing. I mean, I, I d- no. when that name across, I kind of looked up. And I was like, how's he still at the club? Yeah. You know, it's... you know, then they've not gone anywhere and pushed their case any further. Mm. Unfortunately, I just it's. I think just the nearest the one, the nearest one to do that was probably Ronan, second half of last season at Portsmouth. Yeah. But that kind of underlines Ben's point about what his level is. Yeah. Come on, Gladden, come back, <laughs> come back to the bosom of the Wolves team, Gladden. So with that, those are all up, gentlemen. Shall we talk about the ins? 
Let's go. Let's go with the in. Shall we talk about the one that's hopefully confirmed by the time you listen to this? Or we're going to sound like tits. It's uh, Adam Traore from Middlesbrough. Record-breaking fee for the club. What, between 18 and 22 million is the potential? Did you think maybe last season or in the summer that this play would become the record? Well, obviously, for now, you never know. But the record-breaking Do you know something we don't, Dave? (sighs) I mean... 80% 80% we might be doing something else. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just turn down mics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but would you imagine this guy, would you have said Adam Traore, rec- you know, record fee at Wolves? It's, yeah, I think maybe. I, I, I would. I, I know why you, you, you're positioning it like that in terms of with all the potential players that are out there and perhaps more glamorous players from Portugal that we've dipped into over the last few years and you know but then it's 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 all relative to fee you know Martinho you know over over Traore it's a fee for a player in who's been playing British football but I think he's was fantastic last mm. year and um I think he really caught the eye so I'm, I'm really excited mm. um but it, it may not he may not be the record signing this summer you never know. You never know. You never know. Oh, some stats on Ertrell, right? 36 games uh, last season, 456 passes, 336 take-ons attempted, and 262 of them won, 90 fouls won, and five goals. You haven't you haven't mentioned it there, but I've never seen a dribble stat put around. I don't even yeah. know what yeah. that constitutes. He like, had like, the most dribbles last does season. That, does that mean he's picked the ball up and moved five yards and then passed it? Because that's dribbling the ball, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, he's done a lot of step I overs. I don't know what, what define. What's the difference between a take on and a dribble? He's, he looks like he's very good at, at he's, dribbling. He's the ball. really, yeah. I don't he's know if really that, quick. Yeah, he's, and he can go past a man. He's very quick. I just don't know how much to read into the fact that he's has a successful dribble every night. Is he minutes. the nearest player to a ba- footballer to a basketball player? Is that what we were saying? <laughs> Possibly. But he's Mike, thing, he's the, Michael Jordan. But, but I mean, in all seriousness, he's someone that gets you off your seat from, yeah, from what yeah, I can yeah, see on the yeah. highlights. He picks the ball up and he runs it. And he's got speed. Deep. And yeah. with the counter we'll need next season um, or this season. I mean, he was one of a few players who really pegged Wolves back yeah. that season. Especially um, when he played Middlesbrough away. You know, He properly gave uh, Douglas a roasting for most of that game. But yeah, I, I, find it, I do find that... Those stats quite interesting. It's like, yeah, he's a winger, but you can't leave a yeah, and he scored five goals. Like right, just trail off yeah. at the end. Like you know, what was his like cross percentage or his you know assists? Which I say out loud, like I probably should have actually researched. He's, he's, before he's, he's more explosive though, isn't he, than a natural sort of assist or or mm. goal contributor? It's it's how as you you know as you were talking about perhaps the start of the season where we'll be on the back foot and we'll have to go out with pace. And power, and he's he's got all that. So he's he's one of these players that, whether the final ball's there or not, he's he's going to demand that people are covering him, because you can't leave a player that can cover ground like he can free at any point, and that's just going to open up the game for, yeah. for people like Neves. And, mm. and we know what Neves likes to do when he gets the ball; he likes to to spread out wide. And you know, a, you know, you could compare him to someone like Cavalera, who before mm. Nuno came in. You know, he was extremely frustrating mm. in that first season. He had he had glimpses where he looked, but you know, the consistency that Nuno bought in for Cavalera, if you could get the same sort of thing from from Trora with that with the sort of raw materials that he's got, he could be a, a Do- real steal at eighteen yeah. million. Does it mean that Cavalero's going? No. I was gonna <laughs> say, Ben, hearing how you described him, would you say he'd be the greatest ever Spanish player to ever play? 
I haven't seen him play Wolves. <laughs> I'll reserve judgment <laughs> until that occurs. Um, I'm going to go through the other names as well, but should we bring Matt Football Manager stats? Yes. Everybody. Oh. What do you think his highest stat is? Is it... Dribble. He's <laughs> dribbling on here. No, I'll go accelerate. Dribbling is on here, what and it's it? not his highest one. So his pace is the highest. Pace is highest with 19. What is his dribbling? Uh, his dribbling is 17. That's going to be higher this year. Yeah. That is, is that high? That's high, isn't it? Yes, tw- uh, tw- uh, 20. Well, yeah. I know, but I don't know how many <laughs> players have the 17 stat. Joint, uh, joint top with pace. What else would it be joint with? Acceleration. It is acceleration, 19. And then joint second with uh, dribbling. What else is he good at? Strength. Mm. Uh, sorry, I sound like a jeweler doing a long noise on this podcast. <laughs> uh, um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth the wait. Good to know. No, his um, other one is a uh, is Flair. Oh, Flair okay. with seventeen. You look at his hair, and it's quite a, a flair. Statement. Maybe that. Flair maybe hair. that is it. I think so. Based majority on hair. Yeah. Bit on football immunity. Has he got muscles? Because he looks like he's he got just quite muscles. Say, have you seen his thighs? Yeah. He just, he just, just, he just looks hench, doesn't he? Uh, other players, obviously, in the permanent Jotter and Bolly, uh, Bonatini in Vinagra, and the signings, Patricio, uh, uh, Martino, and uh, Jimenez. Bonatini, firstly, yay or nay on that one, permanent signing. Yep. Five-year deal, wasn't it, I think? Oh, I'm happy. I think that's fine. Not, Nuno likes him. Brings yeah. a lot to the side. I don't think he's going to play every week. From what... The reports of what we've paid for him as a backup. You know, he might even be third choice. Yeah, we know exactly what he's going to offer, and I'm, I'm more than happy. He was he was really good in that first half of the season. He tailed off, and I'm, you know, you look at players like Danny Ings going for 25 million. Yeah, we've signed Bonatini for relatively, you know, nothing. Really. Pennies, really, yeah, yeah. and fine. Everyone else happy or yeah? yeah it's, really. it's a bit of a yeah. nah. I, 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 I don't want to turn he's, to him on the bench because I just, I just think no. we should be better than that. Uh, Who would you have signed for the same sort of value? I know you're not a scout, and I've just, <laughs> and I've just, <laughs> just, yeah. just threw that at you. But for, yeah. who, have you, who have you seen? For five million, who have you it's... seen go this summer for five million? You know, you're probably looking at what did Derby pay for that Marriott from Peter? I think they paid five million mm. for him. So you're looking at a League One player that scored a lot of goals. That's that's what five million gets you. But now. That, it's but a good League One player, Naki Wells. Yeah. He's probably going to get five million. Is he going to Dwight get Dwight Gale's just gone on season long loan to the Albion? There you go. I wouldn't have had him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just. Fro- I wouldn't have had <laughs> Naki Wells. Right, uh, let's do uh, <laughs> others. What Naki Wells? <laughs> <laughs> we were, I'm sure we were linked to him like four years yeah. ago. That was Saunders era. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, Patricio. Rui Patricio, on a free, well, it sounds like there'll be some, some kind of fee at Tribunal. Of course, I doubt it'll be the 54 million and, and <laughs> six months ban the Sporting like Lisbon want. Gentlemen, a world class goalkeeper, a European champion. There is a statue of him in Portugal making a save against Griezmann. Good the, statue. It's a good statue. It's a good statue. You know, making a save against Griezmann in the uh, 2016 final. <sighs> This is it's still mind boggling really that you see, you see this guy walking out in a, in a Wolves goalkeeper top. Yeah, I mean, w- watching a game on Saturday, he's got a bit, he's got a proper presence about him. You know, I don't just the way he kind of carries himself, it's just like just calm, composed, mm. but it's like this massive sense of authority. Charismatic as well, yeah. I think you'd add to that. <laughs> not, not just yeah. yeah. good yeah. air. <laughs> I just I, you'll you'll see the worth of him as the season goes on because you know they say good keepers are worth 
you know, upwards of ten points, and I think you'll see that as it as it develops. Uh, football manager stats wise, what do you think his top one is? It's saving. saves. Uh, saves is it on where's I should have really looked at this shouldn't I it, <laughs> it, it's not saves basically it's not saves I'm disappointed jumping really, as a keeper um, handling I usually handling. go no he's top, I usually go reflexes his top one it's joint it's reflexes and one on ones what are they rated seventeen okay his top ones I think beating a one on one on Saturday uh, there's a lot of sixteen yeah. yeah I was gonna say a lot of sixteens give me a sixteen that you might be good at kicking. <laughs> Uh, penalty saving. It's one? my turn. <laughs> <laughs> right, getting the wrong bet. Well, we'll, we'll just re- well, well, handling, handling is one. Yeah, sixteen. Someone oh. said handling. There you go. There you go. Another one. I know Ben was really excited about this one. Martinho. Three Premier Leaguers, one Europa, Europa League, one Portuguese Cup, one French title, one Euro Championship. How are we feeling about João Martinho, gentlemen, at Molly for five million pounds? The steal of the summer, maybe. I don't know about anyone else, but this is the one that I've said it a lot of times. I think I said it when we saw Neves, when we saw Jota, when we confirmed Bali, when we saw Patricio. But this signing is just—it's just ridiculous. When you're signing one of, you know, if not for Ronaldo, the most important outfield player that Portugal have had in a generation and mm. he's going to play for Wolves and he's he's only 31 it's not like he's 38 he, he could have mm. a good few years left and but that, that's what, I don't want really to put a down on his signing but is that not a concern he's 31 middle of the park that's a positive no. though isn't it really yeah. um, you know to have to have that ex, ex, that experience and what was his third most capped Portuguese player and, and I think it's a great signing very excited well, that showed me, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you know we've we've looked at uh, some of the younger players like Vinagre and and but you know this is good to add a, add a bit of experience. I think the interesting one, and a few people have, have said it to me, is, and I suppose it's kind of how you've built on your sort of background of football, where you expect automatically to there to be like a Alfred Endai next to a Neves mm. or. a or yeah. you know a conventional mm. ball winning because that's kind of what we're used to, particularly going back to the nineties of, of, of Wolves teams and and you look at football. So I think people were surprised because they thought, oh, are these two similar and which one's going to go and which one's going to come back? But I think with the way that we play and you know how tactical the game is now, that it's 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 not as relevant a discussion yeah, that you don't think, need that conventional. No, I mean, old if, you, if you if you're going to have the majority of the ball which you know we had last season and they'll want this season then you know Martinho from what I saw on Saturday you know he's only five foot seven or something but you know he can hold his own in the middle of the park and if you watch Neves on Saturday I didn't realise he has put on a lot of muscle as well he looks Mm. like he's physically ready to play in that bit more combative role as well to cover but the well two points the French league is probably in its style the most similar to the Premier League not in terms of quality but in terms of physicality mm. and pace it's the most similar and he's been playing for one of the better sides in that and you can't be in that Portugal side unless you can handle yourself because that's that's what they do there well they're a rugged team aren't they, they are. and, and he's been a part of that in their most successful you know the period trophy ever. they've ever won so it's the most successful period ever I mean he, he's the third most capped Portuguese player behind Luis Figo and Cristiano Ronaldo. It's not bad company. Yeah. It, you can't really ask... Like, If you were third on a list behind Figo and Ronaldo in pretty much anything, 
I think I'd probably be okay in that. I, I, I just think this was the point where I, I saw Wolves fans moaning. Like, fair enough, yeah, have an opinion, but remember that you are still supporting Wolves. Mm. Like, two years ago, we had a midfield of, like, Savile and, and Wallace. Like, this team has come a long way. Yeah. And <clears throat> if, you, if you're moaning that maybe Matinho isn't going to be mobile enough at 31 next to Ruben Neves, then it's not the worst problems we've had. Um, Matinho has got three twenties wow. in his football Ooh. manager. Three of them. Can you tell me the three twenties or guess them at all? Which is probably the same thing. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Passing. Uh, no, it's not part of the three twenties. Vision. What the three twenties? <laughs> probably. Yeah. I mean, his three twenties mean he would literally be the ultimate person to have at the office. Work right. No. It's similar to something else. Water cooler banner. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, In, well, intelligence? Is there any intelligence? No. Knowing no. where the stapler is. Oh, it is, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, determination is one. Good 20. For an office yeah. worker. Yeah. 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 Teamwork. Great yeah. for an office worker. I mean, if he's on an interview here, he's, he's <laughs> blinding it. Vision. I said yeah, vision. Yeah. He's got future leadership skills. Mm. I just feel like that's the, the bit at the top of his CV that he's wrote. That's what he's put on his LinkedIn. Yeah. Determined vision leader plays as part of a team. Yeah. He could put that Determined, in a nice graphic yeah. logo. Slash vegan. On his yeah. LinkedIn, he could have those three as yeah. a nice graphic logo. Yeah. yeah. If he wanted to rebrand, don't know where he could go, but yeah. if he did want to rebrand, he could go to uh, pixelyetimedia.com. Um, that was the joke. <laughs> right, thank you to uh, Jacob Ward for giving us those uh, football manager stats. We won't do predictions, anybody else, gentlemen, because obviously the transfer window is still to close. Obviously, if you want to think about who might be joining Wolves, just go on Twitter. There'll be some people on there who <laughs> will brag about not, that they yeah. know what's going on, of course. <laughs> um, let's do a new season, gentlemen. We're going to do predictions in, the, in a second, but I want to ask about expectations first. A few stories going around that foes in a are aiming for a, a, a top six. I don't know whether it's this season aiming for top six or, or in general. I've not really properly read the uh, the fine detail. But do you think there's been a lot of expectations with the team and the signings that we should be aiming for a top ten, top six area? Is that the goal? Or should it be actually fundamentally survival? 40 points at 17th is the minimal that you've, we, well, this team I, has to do. I think the aim will be for 50 points this season. The... <laughs> I think if you set your sights well, if you, you know, if the aim is to avoid relegation, then all you're ever going to do is avoid relegation. You know, we won't kind of reach those upper echelons. And, you know, I know when we looked at the league last season, we were like, there is a lot of poor teams in that bottom 10. And, you know, there still are, but some of them have improved, some of them haven't in, in Premier League. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic we'll finish somewhere between 10th and 14th um, which I think would kind of class as good season and you know if we can then build on that for next year then mm. great I wouldn't I, I'd be apprehensive if we were kind of going up too quickly in a way yeah because we almost peaked too soon yeah it? like you know that it would almost feel a bit too flash in the pattern whereas if they can kind of build up that momentum then you know that, that's kind of how I'd see, I, I'm, I would like to see it kind of go down in a way. I guess there's a danger of last season. You could have easily argued, well, you know, we could get playoffs, and we we went above and beyond expectations. So you almost 
you want to say, well, we could easily get top six now, but then... I, I, I mean, for me, I think top ten. And mm. I think reason for that is, is what I alluded to earlier. You know, we've been looking to get to this stage since Fosen took over. We're not a side who have won the playoff final and have made a late surge and it was in doubt that we were going to get promoted and then suddenly we've got an ageing squad where we've had to replace players. As I mentioned earlier, these players were brought for the long term. These players have been have been brought in because of our links that we have and we've enabled ourselves to get them sooner. Yeah, and that that can only get better. So this this isn't a side that's gone up and gone. Actually, no, we're going to fight to survive. Um, and that's not being arrogant. That's just saying that's mm. where we've placed mm-hmm. ourselves. So we sh- absolutely should be looking at top ten. I don't. I'm not concerned by those sides in the middle of the table. If you compare the sides, fine. You know what? What we should be looking at getting close to 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 Everton and to Burnley mm. and so forth. So. Yeah, top ten, absolutely. I, th- I think Benny's going to say aim for top one. <laughs> no, no, but that that team shouldn't even be looking at survival. Right? Yeah. That shouldn't even be on their mm. radar, and I don't think it is on their radar. You listen to people like Martino in his interview; he's not talking. You know, hopefully we can stay up and then build on it. Next. Yeah. He, he wants to win things. That's... He, he's come in knowing that. Well, I know where I want this team to. He wins to trophies. Be. He, he's. I think as, I saw a stat like this one season out of the last thirteen or something that he's not won a trophy. Yeah. <sighs> You know this. This isn't this isn't a team that should. If they finish seventeenth, as far as I'm concerned, it's that's a disaster because yeah, this team sh- that that's going backwards because that team that finished top last year wouldn't have finished seventeenth. So if this team finishes seventeenth, mm. they've gone backwards, even though they're in the league higher. It won't happen, but mm. do you think that this season? Like, you know, if you look at last season, we coasted so many games. We probably didn't get a second gear, so it's a test for some players to see them at maximum. But it wouldn't be a problem if we had bad spells this season. There is going to be bad spells because yeah. we're a promoted club, and you can look at fixtures. And there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a month where we might lose every game in a Do month. You say no, November, December. I think on paper, uh, oh, I can't remember which is. It's like November and February. I think. I think yeah. are tough. Well, are they tough? Know, got, our fixtures are quite evenly spread out. Luckily, yeah. I mean, we you got to remember those. But one of the other beauty beauties is that we actually have last season we had a really small squad and we played 46 games and then no injuries as well which yeah. is key but this year we've got 8 games left which is massive you know you think about how we tired um, you know about January March time a couple of times but we won't have that fixture congestion then unless we kind of go on a cup run what Wolves fans are also going to have to get used to his last season was nice. You know, we picked up 99 points from 46 games. You are more than two points a game. So it stands to reason that you win in most games. Mm. That isn't going to be this season. Uh. If, you know, you've mentioned the 50-point mark, I think they'll be probably aiming between 50 and 60. It's going to be win one, lose one, draw mm. one. It's it, We're not going to win as many games. Yeah. And we are going to have bad spells, but and there's going to be teams who looked at last season and thought, right, we know how to play. Yeah, that style. I was now. going to say that's something that I'm interested in to see if there's going to be anyone who's going to underestimate Wolves because one of the things that amazed me back end of last season is that we played thirty, you know, thirty five games plus, and people were still giving never space in the middle of mm. the park. And I, I'm really interested to see if there's going to be Premier League teams, whether they're big or slightly smaller, who are just going to give him the space but, just to murder them but Neves wasn't just given space no Neves, he created Neves it Neves creates well. his yeah. own space from, from his movement he's 
he's an extremely intelligent player and he, he never stops moving when he hasn't got the ball. And, you know, Neves, I think we, we forget sometimes, Neves isn't a Premier League player. You know, he's not an average Premier League player. If if things go right for him, he's a really, really... He could be an elite, elite. Yeah. yeah. And he's still playing for Wolves and he's going to come up against midfielders that he's much better than. And Matinho will. Matinho and Neves will come up against midfields where they're still head and shoulders better than their opposition, mm. which was the case last year. Mm. But Neves, you know, there was times when he didn't look like he was getting out of second gear. Mm. And, you know, if Neves has got another two, three gears to go up, then could see some up. Who's this a, a big season for this year? Is it a big season for everyone? Is it a big season for Nuno to prove that he can... I don't want to say prove that he can do it at this level, but you, you can kind of see it with me. Is it a big le- a season for Neves, for individuals... To show that last season wasn't just a case of a superior team just in the championship. It is this is a team that can be superior in this league as well. I think it's quite an odd one for Wolves because if Cardiff stay up, it'll be a miracle, and they will have, they will overachieve if they finish seventeenth place and above. You could argue the same probably for Fulham. The they have I, done well though transfer wise. Spent a lot of money. Yeah, but I still feel that. I know this just might be my kind of perception, but actually the expectation on them isn't like Wolves at the moment. You know, it is almost widely and casually accepted. Oh well, yeah, Wolves. Well, they're going to finish twelfth between twelfth and eighth. That's just how it is. Mm. You know, we haven't even kicked the ball yet, and I, I almost feel it's going to be actually really hard for them to go that step beyond to prove that they are a really good team. And it might just be that we almost have to just be good consistently, and all of a sudden we'll, you know, we'll end up having doing a Burnley and just sleepwalking, and all of a sudden waking up in February, and you know we've we've got forty five points at that point, and you go, how? And that that's kind of my apprehension, I guess, mm. with it all is that I'm excited for the season, but everyone's expectations, and rightly so. Are realistically quite high. Mm. It's how how do you stand out against that? I, th- I think individual wise, I think I think it's a massive season for players like Neves and Jota and Costa and Cavalero. Players that took took a punt essentially to come and play for mm. Wolves with with the idea of you know let's not beat around the bush. The idea when these players came to Wolves was that they would get a bigger move, and mm. this they've they've now got the platform where they can earn that move. Jota was playing for Atletico Madrid. You know, Neves was playing for Porto. They've their aspirations are higher than finishing eighth in the Premier League. That's not what they came to England to do. And it's a huge. If Neves fails this this season, then he's a people are going to say he's, he's a good championship. He's a really, really, really good championship player. Mm. But he was never good enough for Porto, and he's not an elite level. This is a huge season for players like that. But, but I, I, I think on the other side of it, though. I think it's a huge season. The one player that sticks out in my mind is for Cody. And the reason I say that is with, with Neves and Jota and, and, and Costa, they've all played top flight football before. Neves has played Champions League football. So whilst they haven't played in the Premiership, they've got experience of playing internationally and playing in top leagues around the world. With Cody, he hasn't had that sustained mm-hmm. period of time in the top flight. He's become accustomed to a new position last year and looked relatively comfortable. There were a few occasions where there were perhaps concerns. So, and, and we talked earlier about Douglas going. If I was kind of Cody, I'd go, okay, I'm captain here, but I'm kind of at Barry Douglas here. 
I've had yeah. a good yeah. season. I've had a good season yeah. on British. I haven't got George Mendes, or you know, and that's an easy thing to say. But I haven't got my Champions League experience to fall back on. I haven't come for big money, and I was a big deal. But actually, am I going to cut it against mm. Premiership strikers? Uh, yeah, and that, uh, that would be my one player. I think I'm, I'm not being negative particularly, but I think it's a big season for him to prove yeah. that he can keep up with it's, everybody else. It's almost him. like his last chance to loon at this yeah. level. In a yeah. Sense. Yeah. There's all this talk about England. I don't know whether that's yeah. still a bit premature at the minute, but yeah. but there's almost the sense of. Will he get opportunities again that he could have a Wolves this season? Maybe it's make or break season, season for yeah, him. It's a Absolutely. big season. I was going to say, um, just for the corrections and clarifications coming for next week, Ben, Diogo Jota never actually played for Atletico Madrid. Da, 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 da. Yes. No. That, I that just, he played at Atletico Madrid. I, no, I think he this was, does no, ring a bell now. He, 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 he was, was a player at Atletico Yeah, he never yeah. played for Atletico So he okay. played at Atletico he, 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 he had the shirt, but he, he never actually... He was a player at. Yeah, he's a player at, but didn't play on the pitch. <laughs> maybe not all he gets for notifications. Yeah, maybe friendly. Maybe he yeah. came as a friendly. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, is there going to be a big target on Wolves this season in terms of the media and pundits? Because they've been quite kind to us this summer so far. Talking about, like you said, Rich, about how top, you know, mid-table, top mm. ten easily. But with the Mendes connection, if Wolves start faltering a bit. Do you think other fans and the media might quickly get the knives out and you know be like, oh yeah, well they've only got Portuguese players, or this is what happens when you work with Mendes? It's right. there's a, there's almost a thing that Wolves have got to rise above what they had last season at a higher level now. They'll be wanting us to fail. There'll be yeah. many, many wanting us to fail, so it'll kind of be I told you so, and it it shouldn't work, and you know, so there there will be that in terms of the Premiership. With there's so much at stake and there's so many high class teams there. I don't think there'll be teams really targeting us as such, but I think from a media perspective and a fan perspective, then yes, certainly, you know, um, they'll they'll be after us should things not go as as we um, suspect. But but also, I suppose to that end, you know, if you're if you know anything about you know your top level football and Klopp's even referenced us this summer, then they're going to know we're here and and we're not a new. Proposition. They were expecting us to come probably for most part of last season. Is everybody happy with Mendes still? I love him. Yeah, love him. Yeah, a bit ironic that um, he's working for the old uh, old Aston Villa. No. no, I just think people have seen. You know, it's what a great man he no, but is. It, it's but just can't... a different way of doing the game. Like yeah. when when Moneyball was was all the rage and people were looking at statistics and yeah. analytics. It's just a different way of going about your recruitment, and it's worked for us. The more if Forrest and Villa fail this year, well if Villa have only bought one player let's be honest if Forrest fail then you know it doesn't look as mm. it doesn't look as great a way of doing it but yeah. imitation's the highest form of flattering I mean, it, yeah. it's, easy, it's really easy to forget that you know for years like Mino Riola just consistently you know flogs players to Man United mm. no one bats an eyelid um, you know at the end of the day at the highest level they are you know, most players are represented by two, you know, about five companies. You can't help but not work with them if they suit a certain style of play as well. For example, if you're Portuguese, there's a really strong likelihood yeah. you're going to be represented by um, Gestafoot. You can't help it in a way. Yeah. 
It's almost like George Mendes wanted this, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, let's do uh, let's do our predictions now. Every year, of course, we do our predictions on the first podcast of the season, and we at the last podcast we listen back and see uh, what we predicted and how we failed so much. Uh, and we've got some other predictions from other people to do this week. But firstly, gentlemen, I'm going to run through them. Where do you think Wolves are going to finish in the 2018-29 Premier League season? Benjamin Husband, I'm going to come to you first. Position-wise, seventh. Seventh. He's gone to seventh. Right. I'm going to go ninth. Ninth, Rich. I've gone tenth. Tenth. I was going to say ninth. So I'm going to say eighth to bunch it out. So nice linear, lineage, lineage. The there, uh, player of the season. Who's getting player of the season? Uh, Rich. I'm going to come to you first. I've, I've actually wrote mine down, so I'm, you can tell I'm not going to backtrack <laughs> on it now. I've gone for Bolly. Bolly. Good old Willie Bolly. Um, right. Player of the season. Tinio. Tinio. I'll go Neves again. Neves. Yeah. I'm going to say. Uh, Jota for mine. Why not? Yeah, yeah, he was. I like it. I'd have any any of them. (laughs) Uh, Right, this is the one that uh, unstuck a few people when we did it um, to some other people, which you'll hear in a second. Underrated player of the season. So by this we mean the player who perhaps you don't think is perhaps going to do well, but just far better than you expected. So I want to give like the Ryan Bennett example of last season. Fantastic last season. Probably didn't expect him to do so well. Ryan, who's your underrated player of the season? Do you think? With that question in mind, I'll go Doherty. Maybe not much expected of him, and as high profile as the other players, so but he may get step up his game even more. The dark rich. Um, initially, I had gone Bennett, but considering it was last season, I'm going to go for Johnny. Johnny Castro. Johnny Castro, Ben. Um, I've probably got. See, this is it. Johnny would be the first one. And I also think I don't know if he would class as an underrated because of where, we, but I think him and Ezra have a, a mm. really good season. I don't think too many people are are that excited yeah. by the signing, but I think it'd be I think it'd be really effective. Do people aren't excited by Jimenez because he was basically a sub at Benfica? I just think they they've watched him at three at, games at the World at the Cup, World Cup yeah. and he didn't score fifteen, so people have made <laughs> their mind upon him. I think he'll be I think he'll be really good. Um, and I think I'll go for Vinagra. I know that everyone's highly rating about him, but. I don't know. It depends yeah, how many yeah. games no, he'll get yeah. and stuff like that. Right, biggest win. Where are Wolves going to get their biggest win? You can do scores if you want, but the team that Wolves are going to get their biggest win. I'll open it up. Um, I've gone for Huddersfield at home. I have no idea when we're going to play them, but I don't think they're going to do very well this season. I go Southampton at home. Southampton at home. Yeah, I've, I've, the logic behind it is I think the really awful teams will stick more men behind the ball, so it mm. needs to be someone okay that are willing to have a go at us okay so I could see us beating Bournemouth mm. four or five see I was going to go Bournemouth as well so I'll stick with my Bournemouth prediction uh, biggest loss this season who was going to get walloped by see, and, who, and by how much if you want to my thought process is and kind of links back to the Connor Cody chat I think he's a bit susceptible for big against a big striker so I've gone Man United away okay good on Man United Rye biggest I loss go. Back down to earth with a 4 0 loss to Spurs. Um, 6 2 against Man City away. Yeah, that could happen. I could just having a go and just getting absolutely obliterated. I'm going to say last game of the season because it won't matter. Uh, Liverpool away and they'll be they'll be celebrating their league title. Oh. Squad, Ooh, what Wolves brave. or Liverpool? 
Wolves, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 5 0 Liverpool. It's going to be one of those classic last yeah, day. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Sunderland. Go for, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, gentlemen, something you'd like to see this season. It can be anything at all. Something you'd like to see happen at Wolves. Other clubs, maybe? I don't know. Something you'd like to happen, see happen this season. I want a dog to run on the pitch at Malinia. <laughs> Have we seen that before? I was going to say, I suggested this question to Dave ages ago, and my example, I think, was animal running onto yes. the pitch. I want, dog on, I want a dog on the I pitch. I think I went squirrel, weirdly, on that. We had a squirrel. Was it Bolton, it was, I think, yeah. a few years ago? I'm not, I'm not completely like locked in, but I would like it to score. <laughs> not obviously it won't count, but, but knows, much, yeah. knows it in. You'll be you, you'd sleep well that night yeah. if it scores. I'm happy if it just runs on the pitch, but if it scores, like it's, it's, it's a little mini cross. It runs on no one notices. <laughs> yeah. and it's with its nose, lips, but it hits the cross spot. No, <laughs> I, so, can't, I can't compete with a mulling you dog. And I, I can imagine the parody account straight away on Twitter. See, see I had two. Okay. I had one Nuno over top celebration again. I'm thinking actually mm. running towards the South Bank. Yeah. Um, the other one was see Morgan Gibbs what I get some decent game time. Yeah. That feels a bit boring now. Maybe like crowd surf for the South Bank. Yeah. Right, like, I'm thinking like you know the Mourinho esque knee slide. Mm. Him basically just pegging it over to like the Graham Hughes stand or whatever and just full on in. I'd, I would like him to fight with Warnock as well. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I'd, I'd like a rematch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Roy, any uh, things you'd like to see this season? Um, well, I would quite still like to see us draw West Brom in the FA Cup. Okay, yeah, and and just absolutely annihilate them. <laughs> so yeah, and would, just kind of remind us. Would you rather Albion okay. in the cup or a dog scoring at Molineux? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the dog. <laughs> I was going to say, have you got a specific dog in mind? My I'm... dog, <laughs> preferably. Yeah. You're going to hide yeah. it under your coat. Yeah. Run, run. Um, to be honest with you, I'd just like to see Mark Hamill turn up. Yeah. I think that'd be good. <laughs> just half time, Jason Forrest, Mark Hamill, or more Tito, or Tito, yeah, Tito. yeah more a bit Tito. Of Tito. I like the uh, if anyone went to the VR Real guy, the guy from Britain's Got Talent, who sung that song at half time. Yeah, it really confused me because I didn't watch Britain. Britain's got talent. Oh, John Chess is one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I'm sure he is did he that. Is he the one from Wolverhampton? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure he hadn't pre-practiced that at all, but I thought it was good. <laughs> I really liked it. I really liked it. Uh, but oh, yeah, Mark Hamill turned up, just unexpectedly for me, just to a uh, full circle mm. on the whole uh, fan casting. Quite nice. And, and then obviously he'd probably ignore us. But yeah. I was going to say, is this you to like, meet him as well? Or? Look, if that happens, <laughs> I'll be glad to meet him. Um, right, shall we? Well, Villarreal very quickly... Who who I went? Ben, did you go? No, no Rye? No, 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 Rich. He we, we was all right. We won. Yeah, it was mm. all right. Tell Se- the two halves. First yeah. half good, second half. No, first half bad, yeah, second yeah. half good. Yeah. Ironic that it made a difference that Bennett came on second yeah, half instead of Sace. I'm, personally, I'd like to see, okay, let's let's make it happen, but I'm not sold on the Sace in yeah, defence. I, I think, I think I, Bennett's yeah, pretty much, unless a signing comes in before Sace Saturday, doesn't I think Bennett seem, will be starting. Yeah, Sace doesn't seem to be able to get his body shape in the right position, playing right centre-back. I can mm. see it working well the other side, but he can't get his body in the right position because he's a bit too left-footed for me. Um, but Bennett gives Cody a lot more confidence, and he also gives Doty a lot more confidence, and they're two of our most influential players. Let's talk about the uh, the game for the weekend, the opening game of the Premier League season. Wolves are at home to Everton. It's on BT uh, Sport R5. If you fancy just sitting at home watching it and relaxing instead, it's is sold this, out anyway, is isn't it? Is this the first league game that we've ever played on BT Sport? I Ooh. presume so. 
Yeah, so I presume it's not, it wasn't was around say, when. If we had a cup game, was it FA Cup? I think oh, we played we, Liverpool. Mm, no, Chelsea. Mm, Chelsea. Chelea, yeah, yeah. We played them. But first league game. First league game. So uh, Wolves take on uh, Marco Silva's uh, Everton. And uh, to start off the Everton preview, we go to Mr. Ryan Hoops. Okay, that sounds very, very, very official. Yeah. official. We cross uh, now uh, live to. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, Dave. Um, Got in touch in the week and um, asked for some information regarding Everton. And thanks to Gully as well. Uh, I think Gully actually drove to it, Liverpool, didn't he? In, yes, in, I think <laughs> he actually interviewed people. Um, it, Did uh, you know Gully was on TalkSport a, a couple of weeks ago? I never realised. Did not realise. Gully of TalkSport fame. <laughs> yeah. Molyneux Musings. Um, that's his Twitter. Great, um, great blog. Um, and then also spoke to um, an Everton fan that I know locally as well. Just really some thoughts in terms of where Everton are at at the moment heading into the weekend. Um, the general consensus is that they believe the future of the club looks better than it is at present because they've got rumours of, um, is it Osmanov, the uh, majority uh, shareholder at Arsenal, mm-hmm. maybe coming on board with some funds yeah, cause, selling oh, to Cronkey. Cronkey has sold, has got all the shares now. So, he's rejected that, but that, yeah. Yeah, there is still strong rumours of it. So I think that they're hoping for a bit more investment. Another big rebuilding job. They're looking to move some players on from the Koeman and Steve Walsh era, who was heading up the recruitment at the time. Morales has gone on loan to uh, Florentina. Williams has gone to, to Stoke. Uh, Balassi and Luckman appear to be moving out yeah, as well. Was it Balassi to Palace? Yeah. Back well, to I Palace, think was it, maybe? Yeah. In this ever-changing transfer window. Um, and then I think they're looking at a couple of players like ourselves, linked again with Mina, who we've been linked with as well, and Rojo, or Rojo uh, and also Bernard, the Brazilian uh, winger. I think they feel generally they would need to strengthen in defence because they've still got Coleman, Jagielka and Baines have been fantastic for them but probably need to be freshen up. I think it probably most people saw they had a mixed pre-season where they won 22-0 against a, a part-time team. That's a mixed that was results. great though, yeah, that 22-0. Was it the last couple of goals? I yeah, think there was goal, a club on The yeah, goalkeeper yeah. just doesn't bother. Yeah, I, like, I, I like that one and the own goal is some really special work. Um, am I right in thinking that that 22 0 was their only win in pre-season? Yes. As it well? was. No, they they, they did, scored 26 they did, goals and won one game. They did in pre-season. Up, yeah. What's the, what's the aggregate if you were to have the win against all the other games? Well, so they, would they still win on aggregate. <laughs> well, the, to quickly go through their their pre-season, the 22 0 as we mentioned, they drew one each with Bury and Lille. Um, they lost to Porto one 0 Lost to Blackburn three 0 but they did beat Wren. Uh, 4-1 and I think they lost to Valencia 3-2 so just a couple of wins well one Ren and obviously the against the team of butchers and candlestick makers and from <laughs> Europe for European country um, obviously Marco Silva who a lot of Wolves fans will know we were linked with him previously he's in charge did a good job at Hull and was out the door at Watford in their revolving door the Talk about the World Cup, sorry Ben. Pickford obviously probably get a good reception, I would have thought. You would hope so, really. Yeah. Ben Ben's just gonna be yeah. on, the, on on his on his what? I don't know. I, I can't say my words. In the uh in all the joy of corrections and clarifications mm. that Rich wanted to mention. It's a clarification war. They lost to Wren's four one. Oh they lost to Wren's four yeah. one. Yeah. What did he say on there? I have got Wren's four one win. But that might be two Rens. Rens did win. Yeah, Rens did win for one. Yeah. Sorry, okay. sorry, we'll get emails from 
Ren's fans. Ren's, 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 <laughs> Ren's fans. Yeah, yeah. They live Ricarlison as well, the big money signing. Um, and they've got, they've got a good side, haven't yeah. they? And they might have a couple of... I mean, the, the Everton fan I spoke to has basically said, not really sure what to expect for the weekend. Generally, if they were playing a newly promoted side, they'd be quite confident. But I think testament to really the reputation we've got, um, he'd be happy with a draw. Um, team-wise, gentlemen, for this first game, do we expect the team that started against Villarreal to perhaps Minus start safe. as well? I was going to say, yeah. 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 say the team who started the second half against... Troy Ray on the bench, maybe. Well, he's got a mm. shoulder injury, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, true, actually. And maybe someone else. Maybe, <laughs> maybe or, some mm. others. We, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> maybe Pepe. Yeah. Yeah. Last night. No, yeah. no. Oh, is this my phone ringing? <laughs> it's not. It's not really good. Oh. It never but, <laughs> but yeah, so I you know, apart from uh, maybe a safe spend, it may be the team again that started. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be happy with that. And that's the preview done. There's not much, it, it's so early days, though, isn't it? Really, there's not. We can't really analyse teams, even after a month. You can't really, yeah, not really assess or analyse teams. Uh, so we just did the uh, 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 Everton preview, but I just forgot to mention that we had some other people, of course, who gave us their pre-season predictions. Uh, and if if you are a fan of montages. Here's the montage. Well, no, let's just stop that. It's Nathan Judah, it's Tim Spears, it's the Wolves podcast. We're delighted to be speaking, to contributing to, to the longest-running Wolves fancast of them all. The virgins themselves, our favourite virgins. It's the fancast boys. How's it going, boys? How's it going? We've got some predictions to give to you, apparently, Tim. I prefer the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers, really? For, yeah, but there's, there's more... For, for virgins. How many... Oh, really? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Well, they were, weren't they? Well, they're not now. That, oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're haggard now. Yeah. They're, they're in their 40s. <laughs> are they still doing all right, though, to be fair to them? Where are Wolves going to finish, Tim, this season? Where are they finished? 1 to 20. Give me a number. Uh, I would say at this moment in time... Yeah. 12th. 12th, okay. Yeah, which yeah. which for me would be a big success. Big, great success. Tell us, better success... Eighth is where I think they're going to We'll take, we'll take 12th. You being serious? No, I'm being serious, yeah. You think they'll finish eighth? I think, I think the Premier League is absolute bilge outside the top six. M- most underrated player of the season, Tim. Underrated player of the season. Interesting. Perhaps as he was last year. Go on. Ivan Cavalera. Oh, okay. He scored nine goals and got 12 assists last year mm-hmm. and got nowhere near no. the top six of the Player of the Season award. <laughs> That's uh, close. Very underrated. Um, not in many people's perhaps first choice 11s at this point, with Costa and Jota and Jimenez probably the front three. Yep. But for me, I think he'll do well. I think he's Wolves' most explosive player on his day and he'll cause some problems in the Premier League this year. Good. If he hasn't been sold <laughs> by this point. <laughs> this going <laughs> Re-record? <laughs> Uh, underrated player of the season uh, Talisk no no no, okay. no um, keep going Courtney Hawes Courtney Hawes I think Courtney Hawes will get his chance this season I don't think he'll go out on low biggest win of the season biggest win where's the biggest win coming from biggest win biggest win biggest I've win. gone for I've pinpointed April the 20th the okay. visit of Brighton and Hove Albion ah. for Molyneux ah. uh, Wolves will have secured their Premier League future nice for, for the 2019-20 campaign good by this point yes and uh, Brighton well, four minutes Brighton is terrible and they'll give them a good thr- with, with the pressure off they'll give them a good thrashing I think Wolves 4 Wolves 4 Watford 1 um, I think they will have um, bedded into Premier League football I think that's when uh, some of the players will start to click and I think that could be the day I think Watford are pretty dreadful I, think, I expect them to be in the bottom 4 or 5 this year um, and I think Wolves will still score some goals at Molyneux that day Wolves 4 Watford 1 very good biggest defeat of the season Tim 
February 23rd, Ooh, uh, okay. Wolves will be coasting towards Premier League safety at this point. They nice. won't have secured it at this point, but they'll Close. be coasting towards it. And they'll make the long trip to Bournemouth and mm. get a thrashing. A th- uh, a and Nuno will give them a rollicking after the game and mm. say, what the hell are you doing? Eep, eep, eep. Um, taking your after ball. Mm. We've still got work to do to stay up and then nice. improve after that. But the um, the. 3-0? Yes. A, yeah. Th- yes. Um, no, maybe more than that. Ooh. No, no, we'll, we'll say 5-2. Wow. 5-2 hammering at Bournemouth on February 23rd will be okay. a wake-up call for the rest of the season. Excellent. I'm going to go a little bit sooner than that. Uh, I'm going to go the 20th of December, which is in the middle of the uh, the Christmas madness. And, Ooh, the uh, Scousers at home. Uh, no, close. Um, that was 20th of December, I said. Yeah. Yes, no, we're going to Spurs. Oh, okay. Yes, we're going to Are Spurs. We? Yeah, we're going to Spurs. The yeah. 20th? 29th You've got that wrong, of December. Right, there we go. 29th, there we go. Okay. 29th of December. <laughs> the pen didn't quite move down the stalk to the nine there, not a zero. Um, right, okay. Um, what would you like to see this season? What would you like to see? Anything? Anything? Anything crazy? Anything sensible? What do you want to see? Picked out a couple of couple of quick ones here. Go, go, go. I'd like to see a cup run. Okay. They said one, but you can have two. Okay, I'd like to see a check a trade cup run. Check a trade. Looking forward to that. Really yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, I'd like to see Morgan Gibbs White given an opportunity to shine and do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd like to see Tito Jackson record his Ooh. own version of Hi Ho Silver Lining, uh, which reaches number one in the charts. Um, I'm going to say I'd like to see Wolves drawn against Aston Villa in the FA Cup. Nice. Um, George Mendes turns up at Villa Park with a George Mendes mask on. And a half and a half scarf. <laughs> and a half and a half scarf. Oh, three quarters and quarter scarf. <laughs> and uh, Wolves decide to beat Villa 4-1 on nice, the day. Nice, yeah, To be fair. Although Reve- got to revenge be for last season's um, heavy defeat. I think I think just the leagues themselves are revenge from last season when we look at the Premier League. Player season will be Bolly or Patricio. Okay. Probably Bolly. I'm going to say it's going to be the same person as last season, Mr. Ruben Nefsch. Hello guys, this is Talking Walls. Uh, this is Dave. I'm joined with Tom. Hello. Um, Matt Cooper. Hello, hello. Finners. Hello. And Ewan. Yo, yo, yo. And we're going to be giving our predictions for this coming season. So we're going to have a quick discussion about all the uh, all the sections of this question, really. So, uh, boys, predicted finish. I'd probably say we're all probably thinking that we're going to finish mid-table, maybe. Uh, I'd quite like us. I think eighth. I think is probably the best that we could do this season. Yeah. I think realistically, it's anywhere between eighth and twelfth. Twelfth for me. Thirteenth. I'd take seventeenth, but yeah. You know, thirteenth. <laughs> I reckon myself. Yeah, I'd say twelfth. Finn. Mm. Yeah, I'd I'd take twelfth. Player of the season. Um, we're all gonna have different opinions, but. It's going to be a difficult one, but for me, I'm actually going to go with Patricio for this one. I think mm. if um, I was literally going to say that, yeah. I, well, I'm going to go for Patricio. I'll, I'll let everyone else decide before maybe I clarify why I said that. For, um, um, for me, Helder Costa. Helder. Helder, yes. mate. He looks a different animal in pre-season. This is his year. <laughs> I'm telling you, Finn. Uh, I was thinking Patricio just because he's probably going to be kept very busy uh, with the current squad we've got at the moment, uh, but. I'll go Jota. I want Jota to have a good season. Now, uh, one is an underrated player of the season, someone who does better than we we expected. But I'm going to go with Vinagre. I reckon he's going to get a good <sighs> chance this season. Um, I think he's going to get a chance and grab it and go with it. I think uh, he's the one. Uh, I'm going to go for Doherty. I think he's going to provide more assists and goals this year, so therefore making him more improved on last year. So we're moving on. Uh, we've got our biggest win and against which team? I'm going to go with a, a 4 0 
Well, 4-1 against Huddersfield. Oh, well, that, that's mine as well, Huddersfield at home. And I looked at the previous two fixtures. We've got Spurs and Arsenal before that, so the pressure will be off a little bit and they're, they're going to fill their boots. I want it to be one of the Man United games and just be the final nail in the coffin for Mourinho. Like, 4-0, <laughs> and then he goes the game after. Uh, on the other hand, biggest defeat uh, against which team now? I'm going to say City, but I don't actually think that we will lose massively to City. Um, I reckon someone like Spurs will do us at home. Yeah, Spurs is a good chat, actually. I'm gonna. I was thinking Spurs, but I'll go West Ham. Ooh. West Ham away. And lastly, <laughs> something you would like to see happen this season, and it literally could be anything. Uh, Ruben Neves to score a goal inside the penalty area. Oh, seems. <laughs> I want Willy Bolly to go wandering forward, Johnny to cover his position, and then all the Wolf stars can go mental. <laughs> but Johnny Stop. covered Willy. Hi, I'm Adam Thompson. I'm a blogger for probably the worst Wolves blog on the internet, Cry Wolf. And the first thing the guys have asked me is where do I believe Wolves will finish? I think Wolves will finish between 10th and 15th and I think that will represent a very good season for Wolves. I know we've all got aspirations of one day seeing us play in Europe, but I don't believe that's going to be happening this season, certainly not qualification. I think it's a major, major target of us to stay in the division and make sure that when the 2019-2020 season comes around, that we are Premier League and then we can build from that platform and go from there. And we've certainly got the players to do that. There's no doubt about that. Regarding who I think will have the best season, and become player of the season. I think if Connor Cody continues the progression he showed under Nuno last year, this could be a big year for him. He's or plays the same type of football that Gareth Southgate likes in his England teams. He's already caught the eye of Gareth Southgate, and if he carries on the hard work he's already had and gets that call up, I think rightfully so, he could be our player of the season. Guarding who I think will be an underrated player of the year. For me, Matt Doherty's probably been the most underrated player for Wolves in the last three, four seasons. If you remember the last time we were in the Premier League, Matt Doherty was part of that squad. And if you think of the um, managers that he's been playing under, he still kept that consistency. I think he has everything to perform at the top level. He has the strength, he has the pace, he's great in the final third, he's defensive, defensively sound. He's got a great engine and people underestimate how good he is in the air too. I think this could be a big year for Matt and um, I think he's a very underrated player. Who do I think that will, who will beat the most by the most scoreline? I think it'll be a top 10 team. I think it'll be a team who'll need to come to Wolves or certainly come out and play Wolves who could be under pressure. Now I'm not saying it's going to be Man United but say for example Jose Mourinho needs a result and he's got to come to Wolves and he's got to be stepping out of his comfort zone and attack. You can certainly see the likes of Jota, Costa, Cavalero and more exposing that weak Man United defence, that slow Man United defence. It could be what we want. But that's just one example. There could be many teams. But I think it will be a top team who I think will have to come out and play Wolves. I think biggest defeat's always an interesting one. No, if you're a Wolves fan, you never like to admit your team's going to get beaten, especially... Um, say you're going to be beaten soundly I think that towards the end of the season you tend to get a lot of crazy results and I think if Wolves have kind of accomplished their mission around March, maybe Easter time that might be the time a few of the lads are kind of looking at where they're going to be going on holiday for the summer and I think that could lead to big defeats usually around the end of the season I mean look we've lost to Sunderland 3-0 at the end of last season 
you know, teams are trying to stay up, teams are trying to qualify for Europe, teams are trying to win titles. I think it may be around that time that we suffer our biggest defeat. What would I like to see the most at the end of this season? Well, considering he's had a lot of stick, perhaps some describing him as a plastic fan who's only turned up on the scene when there's been success. Wouldn't it be beautiful if Tito Jackson ran on the pitch at the end of the Wolves-Liverpool game, hopefully celebrating a success, and just knee-slid right in front of the Liverpool fans while hushing? I mean, that would be a beautiful moment. Even if he managed to throw in his brother Michael's moonwalk, I mean, that would be something sensational. Hello, we are the 77 Club. Pundits are Harry, Bayliss and Jack. We'll start with you, Harry. Where are we going to finish? I think we'll finish 10th, mate. Bayliss? I'm not quite as confident. I think 15th. Player of the season, Jack, who's going to stick out for you? I think the little Portuguese terrier that is Diogo Jota will set the league on fire. Pretty good shout. I'm going to go with Moutinho. I think that experience is going to be priceless. Harry, underrated player? Uh, I'm going to go with Bonatini. She only needs one goal to improve on the second half of last season. It's only you that underrates him, isn't it, Harry? Uh, I'm going to go for Ryan Giles. I think he's going to play a part this season. Uh, we'll go on to Bayliss. Biggest win for you? Yeah, I think it's going to be Palace at home, 5-0. Uh, my boss is a Palace fan, so I just want to give him some stick. Jack? Um, I'm hoping that we're going to absolutely smash Cardiff at home. Sorry again, Neil Warnock. Holy oh, I'm oh, sorry. you woke him up. Oh, that's a lot oh, of here he is. Can't just keep I'm sorry. Well, there's no need for that. So on from wins, we're going to go with losses. Jack, uh, I think our biggest defeat will be against Huddersfield away from home, three nil. Uh, Harry, scenes you'd like to see? I want us to get a late winner at White Man United and Nuno slide on his knees like Mourinho did for Porter. Nice, uh, Bayless for you. Oh, I'd like to see Neil Warnock forgive Nuno by inviting him for a, uh, a little post-match bath. Uh, right, we are the Seventy Seven Club, and we have too much time on our hands. Thank you for inviting us on Fancast. Lots of love. Uh, can we say thank you to the uh, ENS Wolves Poddy, uh, Talking Wolves, uh, the Seventy Seven Club, and Cry Wolf Blog for giving us their predictions as well. We've got a piece on our website called uh, Digital Wolf, where you can find your Wolves content, and you've got all links there where you can listen to their podcasts and all their social media handles as well. We need to come to the end, gentlemen. But does anybody fancy a quiz? Are what could doing, that be? Are we doing a score prediction for the for the weekend? We or can we, do or a or score prediction. Just leaving it open because it's too early. Do you want to do a score prediction? I'm happy. To, I'm happy to yeah. put my neck out on the line. Rich, like, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. Rich, I'll come to you first then. Cheers, then, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go two nil wolves. Two nil wolves. I'm right. gonna go nil nil, nil nil. Three nil wolves. Three nil wolves. I'm gonna go for a positive one nil win. <laughs> 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 right, let's do uh, a quiz, shall we? And good old uh, Dan has provided the queen for us, the queen, the quiz for <laughs> us, and the quiz. Um, it's a wolves v Everton quiz. Wow, that's topical. Uh, so, <laughs> what a coincidence! <laughs> right, we'll do. Uh, there are there are a few questions, but let's let's go through them. Who scored the winner last time Wolves beat Everton? There's no multiple choice. Henri Kamara. No. Kevin Doyle. No. We'll le- we'll- Isaac Okoronko. <laughs> no. It was, was the last game of the season, Al- was it? Potentially in the but, Premier League. Who scored uh. the winner last time Wolves beat Everton? Kevin Doyle. Yeah, that's already been. Said. <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer is Carl Court. Oh, Carl no. Court. Well, that's what Dan says, and did I trust he, Dan's yeah. research. Did you not ever beat him in the Prem? Yeah, did that, it at that home. Would, yeah, that would have yeah, yeah, been Carl Court. It would have been, yeah. yeah. Talking about Carl Court, how many goals did Carl Court score for Wolves? 
It's not really Everton Wolves, is it? No. But anyway, go well, on. he did score. Yeah. Um, 13. 13. 20? 20. An optimistic 25. It was 31. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, did I say you, 13? Did, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm a bit dubious about this one, but I'm sure it's right. <laughs> Name the only player to get booked in the uh, the game, the game against Wolves versus Everton that Cole called, scored the winner. The only player to get booked. God, this is um, difficult. Paul Jones. No. Kenny Miller. No. Is it a Wolves player? No. Phil Neville. No. That's all my guess. <laughs> we need the buzzers, really. Thomas Graverson. No. Wayne ben... Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Oh. Ben takes the lead. He's got the one. Uh, so, uh, number four, Wolves legend Mike Stowell was on the books of Everton between 85 to 90. But how many times did he play for Wolves in total? Ooh. Play along at home at WWFC Fancast if you can tell us what your score was. He did have a few appearances, didn't he? Oh, did Mikey Stowell. an answer. <laughs> I think about how many seasons he was with us for. Um, my uh, favourite player, apart from Steeple, Mike Stell. That's my favourite. I don't think. Oh, well, well, I never, no, I never I did the uh, the Wolves intro question. Yeah, true. No. So uh, I'm gonna just. Okay, I'll just go three fifty. Three fifty. I was gonna go around three fifty. Um, I'll go three hundred. Three hundred, Ben. Four six five. Four six five, oh, so close. Four four eight. Oh, Mikey Stell. Four four eight. Uh, the last time Wolves played Everton at Molyneux, which academy graduate had a twenty-minute cameo off um, off the bench? Last for, time for, uh, Wolves played Everton at Molyneux, which is when we got relegated. I'm going to go for Ford. Anthony Ford isn't a guest there. Anyone else? Because you haven't said he's wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, so it's right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. There we go. Richard's got it right. I forgot how I was doing the quiz. Uh, so it's one one nil. There is a tiebreaker, so hopefully, if I can get this right, we can go straight to the tiebreaker. In 1991, Wolves lost four one away to Everton in the third round of the. Is it the Rumble Lowe's Cup? Rumble Lowe's Cup. But who scored for Wolves? Right, I'm going to go to you. Okay. Who scored for Wolves in that, that solitary goal? What year was it again? Uh, 1991. Steeple. It is Steeple. (laughs) (laughs) So we can go to the tiebreaker. If you add the attendances of Goodison and Molyneux together, what do you get? Uh, I'm going to say nearest answer. I'm going to guess what your nearest answer is because I'm not going to do the mathematics. (laughs) So uh, combine uh, Molyneux and Goodison Park, what is the total uh, sum of attendances? Benjamin Husband to win the game. 72,479. <laughs> Let's say 72,400, shall we? 72,500. 72,500. 72,500. Rich. Um, 69,000. 69,000. I was going to go straight for the 69 as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first thing on my mind. Um, difficulty, we're we talking current Graham Hughes included. Okay. Um, I can say, but looking at 74. So I can say the answer was you did it in seven. One. <gasps> six, two, two. So who wins that? Me. Oh, yeah, no, you do I win was really yeah. close. <laughs> so Ben, you would. Well done. Thanks. Well done, well done. Um, should we go to Twitter Corner, everyone? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get there. <laughs> da, 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 da. Right, let's do Twitter Corner. Now, there is a question on Twitter Corner, which on the group we've been asked to delay for next week, I think. So Mark... Ansel, your question is going to be delayed for another week for a reason. I don't know why, 
but we've been asked to delay it for for a week. Um, DFS Mad Lads is the first one. Uh, worst type of people at a match. Who are the worst type of people at a match? Do you know the worst type of people at the match? There was a guy who used to um, sit behind me when I had my season ticket. And he would tell you the football scores as they were coming in. But they weren't particularly important ones. He'd go, Walsall just equalised. <laughs> Brentford won now. And that was really <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Oh, anyone else? Uh, st- I know there was a guy, yeah. so there was a guy um, who used to sit by uh, old uh, John Meek, he used to be on this podcast. I went again with him and he used to tell me about this guy all the time. So I'm sure that's not the case. And like literally two rows behind him, there's all this guy, you just can't see his guy, fight! Passion! <laughs> Give it your all! Literally, like those three phrases constantly <laughs> over and over again. There's a couple of people around me who, whatever decision the referee makes, it it's a crime against Wolves. Like even when we were three 0 up last season, and like Jota stuck his leg out on a player, it the referee deserved to be hung, drawn, and quartered. Like that that annoys me far more than it probably should. But yeah, people who can't. Like just look at a game of football with you know even an ounce of unbiasedness mm. when it comes to things like that. Ben, any any people you don't like at football yeah. matches? People who watch it through their phone recording. Yes, oh, oh. at the game, don't watch it on a four-inch it's, screen. It, I saw it, it's it, right in front of yeah, you. Yeah, but I sort of feel yeah. like it, as soon as it's a corner, right? I'm going to film this because it's just all, for likes. Yeah, but it's for the shares. It's yeah. like what? No, it's like watch the game. There. You're it's, there. Like, it's like concerts now. You're never going to watch mm. it back. Yeah. it's just for that mm. kind of oh, I want to be popular. Yeah, it's infuriating. I'm going to have to shoot in a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a long <laughs> recording. Um, Scott Bagley. Uh, actually, we've. We, I don't know, we've. Oh yeah. What? Have, anything, have you done anything interesting uh, on a Saturday this season? Try and fill the void. Um, oh god. Not that I can. Probably. We've had boring lives. Uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. I work on Saturday, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our very own Stu Hall does having sex with a ghost counter <laughs> losing your virginity. <laughs> you know, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, none of us would know, really. No. Really. Yeah. None of us would actually... I don't think anyone would. <laughs> no. no. Uh, uh, um, final question. I'm just trying to think. Oh, uh, final question from uh, Lynx Wolf. Uh, are we going to get that uh, Marcotti on the podcast this season? Anyone see this on Twitter? Yeah. That's not Go this on. journalist. He's more than welcome to. You know, we like having a healthy debate with anyone about um, the club we love. If he's ever heard of the club before. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has the followers until thing. this season. Yeah. It's not his job. Apparently there's a league below the Premiership, but he's... Premiership? Premier League. <laughs> and that's it. It's a brief Twitter corner this week. Yeah. And that's it, everybody. Oh, it's God. gone smoothly, I think. Yeah. We think we've got to listen back first. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, do you remember how you started the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, first podcast of the season done. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for supporting us over the years and hopefully you'll be listening to us throughout the season. Thanks to uh, Hilly Smith Limited and, as we mentioned, Pixel Yeti Media uh, for being our sponsors as well. And you can follow us all week on social media for your lives and trolls. So search for Wolves Fancast and you find us there. And if you're listening and you've got iTunes and you like what we do, please give us a five-star review and drop a review on there. That helps on the charts, apparently. That's what all of the podcasts tell us, so we're just going to follow suit as well. Gentlemen, we're back. We are. The podcast is back. We are. Let's do this. I don't know what that do is, but let's... <laughs> let's continue just going to watch <laughs> them and having little let's... to no influence over the results. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but for this first podcast season, thanks for listening. It's bye from Rich. Goodbye, everyone. Bye from Roy. Goodbye. Bye from Ben. You're not in the know. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> Toodaloo.
Hey, you win. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you got it. Smooth! It almost went. Oh, it's close. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Hit me, baby, one more. Where?